Welcome back to your American voice. In episode two, you received a solid dose of the terminology and common understanding. And hopefully, you sense the depths of Troy's commitment to these discussions. Liberty itself may not be a, quote, faith to worship. However, it will need to get extremely close to a faith if the crowns of men are to be kept at bay. When men don't have something greater than self to believe in, they worship themselves. This is intellectual man's programming, an historically proven and self-evident truth. Our minds can only have and serve one master. This is liberty's consequential and binary choice. A choice Americans are simply not educated to see, understand and make. Choose to believe in good for good's sake. Or choose to believe in good for a god's or deity's sake. Liberty absolutely requires you to choose one or the other. Benjamin Franklin once said, quote, Only a virtuous people can live in freedom. Otherwise, they are in need of more masters. End quote. A simple and plain truth. Lack of religious faith provides no excuse to dismiss any person's inalienable rights inscribed into the Declaration of Independence. Liberty requires we maintain a common and basic set of self-evident truths and virtues. Faith, as it were, has nothing and everything to do with it. Equally, this is the American voice. And this voice speaks to you from well above the Constitution and Bill of Rights. A voice voluntarily chained beyond reach of white male privilege and his Colosseum. This is the only mental place and metaphysical space where true collaboration of liberty is even possible. Above the Constitution and below the Declaration of Independence. Here, there is no room for politics and or ideology. You might think rising to this place and space is something your intellectual mind can easily do if you choose to. Respectfully, you would be wrong. Your heart was free from its very first beat. Why is this particular point relevant? Because when you do eventually arrive in this only all-American place and space for the first time, it will become painfully obvious your mind has never been free from the programming and oppression of white male privilege. You will be free for the first time in your life. The partnership of your mind and heart will look down upon a constitutional republic. You will see everything. You will understand everything. Martin Luther King Jr., the day before he was killed, said, quote, We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I have been to the mountaintop. I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know tonight that we, as a people, will get to the promised land. End quote. When your heart frees your mind to rise and take in this view, you will see clearly the Colosseum which is preventing progress toward the promised land. Having belief and faith in liberty will become the supreme foundation of a new and all-American village. And this village will be an honourable member of a global village in search of liberty 
to protect all cultural communities, large and small. This is the American voice. Solidarity above anything, except faith of supreme choice. Solidarity bound in protection of cultural borders, not borders of men. Liberty is a way of elevated thinking above a constitution and free of man-made borders and laws. And this way of thinking is something which scares the living daylights out of the worst in white male privilege. Americans actually do have a common and supremely important agenda. The Coliseum allows no space or time for this one and only all-American agenda. So the all-American agenda will be elevated to the place and space where it belongs. Being a true American is defined well above citizen and legal documentation. In Liberty's way of thinking, illegal immigrants are Americans, as is every heartbeat who calls this land home. Being an American has this new definition of solidarity under Liberty. Swear an oath to this definition. When needed, be ready, able and willing to rise above the Constitutional Coliseum. Be this person and you have earned the title of American. Troy only recently earned the title. In his defence, nobody ever taught him this liberty stuff growing up and he wishes they had. We will give this gift of understanding to our youth and their open and hungry minds. These basic seeds of liberty will be planted into supremely fertile ground, deep, right where it ought be, nurtured when it needs to be. The adults of the living will not save liberty. We're a good people. However, our training of educational neglect in the Coliseum has left us supremely incapable and or unwilling. Only our youngest minds and hearts have the power to save liberty. It is time for living adults to drop our social weapons of faction, time to rest our political armour and teach our youngest minds to save liberty. Teach to maintain and strengthen liberty. Knowledge is the only power. What kind of nation would teach and indoctrinate young minds to overthrow their own government in peace? Only one. One in all of human history. The only one owned by we the people. How long this last revolution takes to succeed is wholly irrelevant. It simply must begin. Measured, steady, safe and never-ending. A revolution where no human being is harmed. There is only one last revolution in America, and it started with Martin Luther King Jr. Since the day he was taken from us, his revolution has slipped into hibernation, hijacked by too many who claim to stand for his legacy. Martin Luther King Jr. is a hallowed name in America. Too many abuse this name, or they serve their own self-interests in search of wealth, station, celebrity and power. People of every colour are abusing his name and legacy. Being a disciple of this true and honoured American has supreme standards which are not being upheld in his death. Charlatans and false prophets have the constitutional right to speak, use and abuse his name 
and we the people have the right to call each and every one of them a giant all-American jackass for knowingly soiling the coattails of an immeasurably great man. Now, if you have not done so, please begin with episode number one and journey through the episodes in order. Jumping into the middle won't make much sense. Thanks for your understanding and always thank you for tuning in. Here's Troy. Few things in life are free, least of all time. It passes us by at great cost. We are accustomed to getting things quickly and easily these days. We don't like to wait for anything that catches our mind's eye and desire. Our pre-programmed expectations often require satisfaction with little and modest effort expended. Not an insult, just our reality. And a reasonable and spot-on judgment for most of us. We think in the here and now, with little concern for 10, 20, 30 years down the line. Some of us much worse than others. Liberty and justice for all is completely incompatible with this American culture of me and now. Let me translate that for us into something far less subjective. Quote, we the people are not worthy of liberty. End quote. It actually hurts me to say those words, but I must because it is true. We are easy prey and fodder for charlatans and false prophets, selling short-term band-aid solutions for our ever-growing challenges. Justice for all, be it civil, criminal, or economic, is just one of the living casualties of our American culture of me and now. This culture makes our time pass quickly on this earth with little to offer an earned legacy. The lost time of an entire generation of me and now carries with it supreme cost. Several generations of me and now cost more than any of us want to see, admit, or imagine. So we turn away from the price paid. What is this cost we turn away from? It is inner city mothers who pay supremely for our indulgence of me and now. And... Our Mother Earth also pays supremely. Equal and blind justice will remain a dream, kicked to the curb of our culture of self-centric and behavioral abomination. Who are we? And what do we deserve? What, if anything, have we the people earned? PC and woke is nothing but an ugly symptom of this culture of me and now. PC and woke solve nothing and bury fear and resentment just under the skin of its victims and oppressors alike. We the people as one people have received, sadly, what we deserve as one supremely divided people. And inner city mothers carry and bear the burden forward generation after generation on the losing end of our self and selfish way of being what we have been led to believe fulfills the title and privilege of calling ourselves Americans. Who chained us to this substandard definition of our individual roles under liberty? How did we, the people, descend into such a deficient state of mind and heart? Before we ponder the answers to these unanswerable questions, 
Does it really even matter how we got here? Do we need someone and or something to blame for this mess we have? Our 2021 American reality is a damned big mess. Overwhelming. And many of us have thrown in the towel we've turned away and hidden within our society of, quote, every man for himself, end quote. To a true American, how we arrived at this sad and unjust place matters only as a source of knowledge and understanding as we work and serve our way toward the promised land. Fully 20% of our citizens may never let the American past rest in peace. White male privilege has convinced them someone must be blamed and someone must pay today in his cultivated culture of me and now. This 20% of us will never stop resurrecting the worst of yesterday and using it to destroy us from the grave. The past is their political weaponry as they seek wealth and power. They literally bring nothing else to the American table. Those of us who advocate change by punishing injustice of the past while enriching themselves represent a disgusting behavioral cocktail of pure evil. Do they drive wedges for the money alone? For the power alone? We the people will never know in our hearts. And that self-evident truth is why self-interests have no place in addressing our greatest challenges in the American village. 80% of us are ready, willing, and able to move our republic forward in peace, peace in the present, in peace with the past, and sworn to peace for the future. What is it that we 80% share? What is it that binds us to one another? common virtue, and self-evident truth. This, our supreme commonality, is our only all-American strength, and the only strength Lady Liberty needs below her feet and robes. We virtuous 80% better damn well get off our duffs and speak some truth to the 20% and the nobility who fuels and fans their flames of ignorant and false revolution. 20% of us are champion gladiators in the Coliseum of White Male Privilege. He draws lines in the sand and his prize fighters face off in battle damn near on command of electoral bell and whistle. What, if anything, are we to think of our 20%? Are they traitors to liberty? Do we punish them with insults and defamation? Do we write them off as lost? And if so, to what end? Or do we allow ourselves to see, understand, and believe this destructive 20% faction of America lives in each one of us to some degree? Do we allow ourselves to look in the mirror and see the ignorance of intellectual man in our own reflection? We are our own enemy. We are our only enemy. And you will always be your worst enemy. The single most consequential gift to the American people and world by Martin Luther King Jr. is literally never discussed and or taught. Never. Not even by his wonderful family, living friends, and honorable disciples. 
We the people don't have a clue what his greatest gift is because no one has ever taught us to see, understand, and value it. The life and death of Martin Luther King Jr. taught fully and objectively may just be the only required education for living under liberty. What MLK did was to overcome his own mind and the programming of white male privilege of his Colosseum and his society. That alone was and is his supreme gift to you and to me. Martin Luther King Jr. challenged his heart and mind to the depths of his own humanity. This is where his dream became a vision. This is where his belief in you was anchored. And this is where the divinity of his voice and words were born. Martin Luther King Jr., when a nation needed it, set aside his own mirror and gave it a supreme rest. He brought a message of peace and hope where there was only anger, violence, and deep resentment. His voice, again, is needed in 2021. And this time, white male privilege won't be able to take him from us again. There is no Martin Luther King Jr. of this living and breathing generation of leaders. I'm quite certain there never will be his equal. What choice do we the people have but to resurrect the legacy and voice of this past and great American? Our modern-day leadership pickings are slim to honestly none. And we need to understand, believe, and come to terms with this, our reality. Charlatans and false prophets are here to stay. If Lady Liberty must wait for true American leaders to rise, then she is already dead, and we the people have failed her. Liberty does not need living leaders in the days of information technology and digital collaboration of common understanding. Information technology will bring solidarity above the lines, colors, parties, and twisted ideologies of intellectual man. We the people, as one mind and heart, must be our own leader. And we must hope, wish, look for, and raise the one in a million leaders of tomorrow. We will always have Martin Luther King Jr. And we must stop forcing leaders of the living upon ourselves. Intellectual man literally gets just about everything backwards. It is a stunningly bipolar behavior to observe from Martin Luther King's mountaintop. I can't and don't want to unsee it. Intellectual man, also known as you and me, does not lack discipline. He lacks judgment to understand and believe when and where discipline is a required self-evident belief, both for self and for others. Our brains tell us we are who we are, and our flaws will always remain. That is a crock of jackass crap, forced down our throats by white intellectual man. Honor can be taught and learned. Judgment and honed discipline can be taught and learned. Common and shared self-evident truth can be indoctrinated for a lifetime. And from birth, the heritage of our native and enslaved peoples did just that. They taught knowledge and understanding in the right damn topical order. 
They had the recipe for liberty with blind and equal justice down to a culturally ingrained science. They had mastered and perfected this recipe for a thousand years before the white man escaped from Europe and put his genocidal screws into every land he, quote, discovered. White male privilege is a way of thinking, and it is a cancer of the mind. His way of thinking is unfortunately supremely contagious. Our collective minds must see and visualize this geographic spread of death, suffering, and culturally genocidal wave of dismantling and executing heritage in the hearts and minds of an entire hemisphere of our now known world. We must teach this plague to our K-12 youth responsibly and strategically, not to punish the past, but to lay it to rest in vivid pages of our common history. White male privilege was and remains a plague of oppression and cultural destruction. And by the end of episode 12, you will never again have to wonder what it is or be taken in by charlatans who misuse the term in ignorant and selfish misunderstanding. With this true and whole knowledge, regardless of your color or gender, you'll be free of white male privilege for the rest of your natural life. Trust me, knowing and understanding this truth is liberating and damn close to the level of supreme. I will see you in episode four. You made it through another one. Great job and a well-earned congratulations. The worst part of the best is behind you, and the best part of the worst lies ahead, if you get my drift. Episode number four is awaiting your arrival. Cheers. Cheers.